E. coli. Um, my understanding is that uh, E. coli was uh, has pretty much been a problem in the Yuxke River for uh, quite a while. Um, why is it now becoming a, a problem again? Is it just that the levels have got uh, out of control? Um, you're correct. I think we always do have a problem with um, E. coli in our groundwater. Um, we do have a problem with these counts going up in summer as well. I think the problem that's actually occurred now is following the rainfall with so much stuff washing down into the river. Um, so it's the contamination both from um, human waste um, as well as any animal waste and, and just generally, you know, anything else that's flowing down into the river. Um, the coliform might have increased and the E. coli count's gone up as a result. Is there also um, the problem that, uh, you know, when the river, of course, floods its banks as well, that this E. coli would uh, then be standing in pools and the like uh, in those low-lying areas as well? Um, so when you refer to pools, you mean specifically... Well, to, to puddles and, and, and sort of areas which, which perhaps wouldn't uh, be um, underwater, um, you know, in, in the normal... The, the, typically, mm. yes. And, and uh, presumably after a long dry spell, most of that dries up. But now that uh, we've had a lot of rain, there'll certainly be more standing water and the like, I'd imagine. Um, the reality is the E. coli must come from somewhere. And once again, it will be a problem that if there's any waste or, or, or detritus in the area um, that is contaminated with the E. coli. And the reality is, I mean, E. coli is a commensal that many people carry in their gut. Mm. Okay, we do get pathogenic E. coli over and above that as well. But certainly there does seem to be a, an environmental aspect and E. coli can exist in the environment. And this might actually end up in pools as well if the water flows into those, those pools and puddles of water. Is one of the other problems, you, you mentioned uh, the fact that, I mean, I suppose uh, people who use open latrines, animal waste and this kind of stuff, that naturally enough just gets washed straight into the river. But in terms of the effect of, um, you know, overflowing sewage works, is that also a fairly con- a big contributory factor? Um, my understanding of these recent rains is they were so rapid and so violent that there was quite a lot of damage to infrastructure. It would not surprise me if sewage pipelines had been damaged as well. I mean, typically in Johannesburg, I think both our potable water and our sewage waste disposal is actually very, very good. Unfortunately, you know, where we are currently um, with, with these massive thunderstorms and these huge flash floods, even the most robust systems will be under threat um, and damage could occur. So certainly it could, it, it could happen and it wouldn't surprise me if it had. Right. Uh, so now we, 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 we're aware that uh, the levels are at high and we're at uh, greater risk. Uh, what indeed are the health risks? I mean, one typically thinks of uh, diarrhea. The other thing we tend to get scared of uh, is uh, cholera. Is there any link between E. coli and uh, cholera? Um, there is no link between E. coli and cholera at all. Um, they're completely different pathogens. Um, very definitely there would be a risk of diarrhea. As I said, we do get those pathogenic E. coli, the diarrheogenic E. coli. Um, Vibrio cholera, on the other hand, is a very, very different pathogen. 
um, in certain parts of the world, such as the Indian subcontinent and certain countries in Africa, it is endemic. And you would possibly see an increase in cholera in cases where there's been floods in areas where it is endemic. But cholera is not endemic in South Africa. So when we have had cholera outbreaks, it's generally been because it's been imported from one of those countries where cholera is endemic. And at this point in time, we haven't had any cholera cases in South Africa this year. The outbreak response team has been deployed by the Gauteng Department of Health. With uh, cholera outbreaks, uh, we understand that uh, personal hygiene is critical in preventing the spread. Now, unfortunately, the people who live closest to the river are the ones who have uh, very, very little access to uh, the ability to um, you know, keep their personal hygiene at, at sort of best uh, practice levels. Typically, how is the best way then in those situations for the outbreak or any outbreak of diarrhea then to be controlled? I think the important thing is your basic principles of what we call WASH, which is water, sanitation, and hygiene. So people really need to ensure that they are using potable water, okay, water from um, caps or from standpipes close to where they live, okay. Sanitation becomes important, washing of hands before preparing meals, before eating, um, basically after going to the toilet and just generally keeping things hygiene. Probably one of the best ways that people can keep safe, and I think most people are familiar with this, but one of the best ways they can keep safe is to not use the water for recreational purposes. So children, for instance, should probably be discouraged from going to play in any streams um, or to have stop activities that are actually near rivers until we are sure that that water is actually safe.